0: The last year has been way too much, and if we're honest, most of us feel in over our heads. So, in this week's conversation on Let's Chat, join Ray, Annalyn, and Charles in a conversation centered on what can interfere in our lives and cause us to resist God.
1: This is like this is our first like Let's Chat of 2021. And I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like this, this new year needs some new people in it. And so uh, I'm Charles, if we haven't met yet. Uh, we have Annalyn over here and Ray, who leads one of our small groups. And today, uh, you're joining us. We are chatting about the things that help make Christianity distinct. So we're going to be talking a little bit about God, a little bit about the mission or purpose of, of God, as well as the community um, of God. And so uh, today, as we kind of kick off into this, the question I have that's on top of my mind is where... Did your idea, or your perspective of God, come from? What, where did that come from for you guys?
0: Um, the perspective, the idea.
1: Yeah, like yeah. When you think about it, like where did that, where did that come from for you?
0: Uh, my family was pretty legalistic in ways, so they're really strict, very on um, behavioral things of like do this, don't do this. My grandparents were immigrants, and they're raised in Catholicism, and then they converted. Where are your grandparents from? The Philippines. From? And so their idea of Christianity was similar to Catholicism, where there's a lot of rules and things you have to do. And so God was someone that had a bunch of rules, and that was the God I- The rule keeper. Yeah, until I was like 12, and I started discovering that relationship for myself.
1: Cool. Yeah. That's cool. So we'll come back to that, because I think that's a cool thing to understand. So you had this kind of legalistic process. Ray, what about you? Like, where did your idea, what, like, what, what has shaped your idea about God? It
2: was the, it was the same thing
1: for me. You're, uh, you're from the Philippines? And yes. The- yeah.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Uh, I, yeah, I did come from more of a legalistic background. Uh, my mom's background of faith was Catholic, and my dad's was Greek Orthodox, which I, I wish I could say more about, like, what that is. Yeah. But it uh, it's seemed similar to Catholic to me, at least. That's mainly what I grew up in. Um, and I had that same idea of God. It just It was a bunch of rules, a bunch of things I had to do um so that was it
1: were there any like you both talked about that any unique distinctives about like what you remember because you mentioned you were like 12 or something growing up like that you like if you could like characterize what god looked like what he felt like what he sounded like like could you like name those things I'd
2: say frustrated frustrated yeah it, and that that was my experience for the most part because i didn't mind the rules like i was cool with rules but i couldn't like i tried really hard to, to maintain them and i might have said that on here before and it was frustrating because I couldn't. And so I imagine God was just as frustrated as I was.
1: And you're a, you're a one on the Enneagram, right? Yeah. Okay, so rules and reforming things, that's kind of your, your yeah. bent. Okay, what about you, Annalyn?
0: So I guess if we're talking Enneagram, a lot of it was shame. It was like if I messed uh-huh. up, this was like permanent on my skin. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was 12 where I feel like it went from this ghostly figure or this picture on the wall that told me what to do and then when I was 12 it became someone I knew Mm. and then we can talk more into that Um, but definitely like if I strayed away from that I messed up everything because my grandma was someone who was like instilled in me that I wouldn't make the same mistakes as my parents and I would do things better and I would be Christian yeah (laughs) (laughs) here I am
1: (laughs) so if you're tuning in and you felt pressure ever from like your grandparents we're really glad you're here Um, I I love how you guys both articulated that there was this sense of like rules or boundaries or like, I don't even know if you could like elevate it or whatever, for myself, I mean, I grew up in a, I grew up in a, my dad was an alcoholic and we didn't like, we started going to church and I was in like my six or seven or something like that. And so my ideas of God really kind of came from the ideas of what my dad was like, both good and bad. Uh, And I'm sure you guys tuning in have had a similar situation where your idea of your dad has dictated more about what you think or believe about who God is, um, and so for the longest time, and, and even still to this day at points, there's moments where, uh, whether it's disapproval, whether it's like you did the wrong thing, uh, I, it's really hard sometimes to break some of those realities of how my, my dad impacted me, um, so you guys mentioned some of that stuff, so walk, walk through us, and walk us through a little bit, maybe start with you, Annalyn, uh, how, did, how did that shift, how has that shifted, what have you learned about God, and, and who he is, compared with what you maybe thought he was and and where did that come from Mm -hmm.
0: so i just knew a bunch of rules and i went to a christian school and um so there was things i had to do i had to go to school but i started wanting to hang out with my friends and all my friends went to youth night on wednesday so i went to youth night on wednesday just to be with my friends and not be at home Like a night where kids of the same age gather, and there's usually a pastor for that age group, and okay. you just it's meet people. It's not like a club thing or something. Like no, that. it's okay. it's other Christians too. So it's mainly it was at a Christian church, which was also my school, and um, what I was trying to escape back home was really like really early stages of anxiety and depression and just abandonment. And um, I went to this group to just be around people, and they just so happened to be Christian. I so happened to went to a Christian school. Um, and I started learning things about Jesus, the Son of God, and how— Which is a weird statement. Weird. That's just, like, so weird. That's such a weird statement. And how he did this thing, and he died, and Christmas was about him. And um, it was. I started stepping into like being open about it. And then praying about it, like teach, and the ways that they were teaching me to pray, and I started feeling like life coming from the inside of me, and um, I guess what your soul and your spirit is how we say it, and um, it became more of a relationship. He became someone. It wasn't this figure on a picture that like just told me what to do. It was just someone who was like speaking to me from my soul, mm-hmm. and it's like you can't really describe it unless you experience it yourself. But yeah. I never really look back since then, and that's the same voice that I am guided by every day.
1: That's good. You said something I thought was really interesting because you you highlighted there's like this transition point in your life where like that became real. I think um, not to like go away from that, but to come around maybe in another way to go. Why, Why would God be valuable to you? You know, like if God is this oppressive character, you know, from that above or this dad that like tells you what to do or whatever, what about what about that initiation in him as you began to learn about him became like magnetic or became something that you wanted to grow in or you wanted to learn more about
2: um yeah, I'd say it was kind of coming to realize i mean my journey, if I could just start there it was uh it was interesting because I came from that legalistic background like I said, and then eventually uh, I went to some like some church stuff I came to East Side a few times, and the message I got doesn't mean I interpreted it correctly was like oh, there's grace, so I was like, oh, wait, so we could do whatever we want, is what it means, (laughs) is what's going on here, like, that's what it is, Um, so then I I got that message, but then, like, I'd hear this thing where, like, people are like, oh, like, I met Jesus, and it changed my life, I was like, well, like, I thought that you could just do what you want now, like, I I just didn't, I was having trouble figuring out where there's the balance between that, like, do what I say, or, like, that Mm -hmm. grace, this and that, Um, and then when I finally started to understand, like, that love is central to, like, to Jesus, and that relationship piece, kind of, that you talked about, and what it actually is, is, like, you know, God wants a relationship with us, and, you know, because of that, and, you know, because of his love, like, we then have, kind of, the power to do things his way, and everything, anything that he tells us that we should do comes down to love, kind of, that that thing from John 13, like, a new command I give to you, love one another, as I've loved you, it's, like, it comes down to that, Um, and when you look at it from that perspective, it's, like, whoa, so he has our best interests at heart, like, yes, there are certain, there's a certain way that we should live, like, as followers of Christ, for sure, but um, it's for our best. It's, it's, you know, our best interests are at heart, and, um,
1: you know, he's with us, too. It's so interesting you say that, because I think, you know, his, he has our best interests at heart, right? That's a, that's a nice thing to say. Um, what the frick does that mean? Because, like, I mean, I don't know if you walked through what I walked through the last year, which is, like, chaos and turmoil and uh rioting and a pandemic and a weird election and you know you talked about that john 13 passage i I have it right here i i think it's so interesting it says this it says uh so, so now i am giving you a new commandment love each other just as i have loved you you should love each other your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples and i don't know about you guys or you but there are a lot of times when the people of god don't look like the person of jesus that would the people of god often look like the people of well people and so uh let's kind of dig into that a little bit like that that part of john 13 um what what does what does like like what does that love look like? Like what does that like that magnetic love look like that drew you in? That that changed the way that you thought about it? What does that love look like that gave you a relationship? How does that how does that look like for you guys?
0: In in God and in people? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Or maybe what it doesn't look like. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we have better examples of that.
0: Oh yeah, but. so many. <laughs> Being in church, there's a lot of um, there's hurt that happens there cuz we're also very imperfect. Yeah. And yeah. knowing God, it was When I started meeting friends that I could consider doing life with, like you're gonna be at my wedding, I can go to you for counsel, I can go to you for prayer, I can really, really trust you, not because they're perfect, but because I trusted um, the life that they lived Mm -hmm. and and the source that they were getting their peace from. Like it wasn't some like self-help book, it was something more like stronger and something that also spoke to my spirit. There's a Mm -hmm. confirmation in our heart that we feel um, and so when I, it was kind of when I went to Biola. Oh,
1: yeah. Biola student. Yes. All right. So you're the, you're the, we said we're not experts. You technically, by definition, probably are the experts. A little bit. Do you have a degree, in, <laughs> you come out with a degree in Bible from a, Biola?
0: A minor degree.
1: <laughs> All right, any Biola grads or, you know, if there's anybody out there, just, you know, put a comment down for Annalyn and let us know if that's actually true, if you actually do come out as an expert or
0: not. And if I did go to school with you. Hi. A little shout out. <laughs> yeah. Um, It was the first time I was surrounded by so many Christians my age um, that had, like, you choose to go to a school like that. Mm -hmm. um, Or you have a call from God. You don't
1: end up there accidentally.
0: No, you don't accidentally pay that much money. (laughs) Hashtag still paying it off. Hashtag deferred. (laughs) Um, But it was, like, meeting people who um, took it as seriously as me or who were normal. Like, people who loved Jesus but didn't listen to just Christian music, um, who were athletes, who were artists, who were dancers and things like that. It was seeing people who were like, I didn't have to fit a box to know God or be Christian. And it was meeting other, other people who felt the same way that I was like, I can walk this out and feel supported um, and excited about it.
1: Yeah, you hit on something that we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, which is, like, that the people of God are... Um, uh, that there's a distinctive about the people of God that's different than those that aren't. But sometimes that distinctive is self-imposed, not God-imposed. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of highlight the, that, how that can get in the way sometimes for us to actually right. see the, the real image of, of God. Um, one of the things from John 13 that I love, that I think is so cool, um, and if you're not familiar with the Bible or if you guys have one or whatever, um, it's this whole passage where maybe you've, t- you've heard about washing feet, maybe that's an idea. So this is where it's actually at in Scripture is like this passage here in John 13 and it says this, Jesus, it says this about Jesus. It says, uh, Jesus had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and he now loved them to the very end. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So, because of that identity that, that Jesus had, he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin, and then he began to wash his disciples' Feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. I, there's something about this section of, of scripture to me that speaks so loudly about like Jesus, who himself claimed to be that I and the Father are one. And if we think about this, like the image of God that you had, the image of God that you had, and the image of God that I had, doesn't have a dude getting up, taking off his clothes, one, and then putting something on to then wash feet. It's got the dude that says, get up and wash my feet. It's got the dude that says, your feet are super dirty. Get out of my house. It's got the guy that says, you broke the window of the car. You shouldn't be here, right? It doesn't have this. Like there's something in this for me that's like the irresistibility of like the character of God and like what he, what he is and what he does. And I love, I love this part right here where it says he had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth. And now he loved them till the very end. That there's this like, presence of God with us that's it's about the people and it's about being present with people that was so key to him which is not at all how I would have thought of experiencing God initially and I know a lot of people like you guys talk about I'm sure you guys tune in well have the same experience of God doesn't feel present to you he doesn't feel with you a lot of times Um, as you guys think about this passage or as you guys kind of read stuff like what is it in scripture that sticks out to you that highlights like the irresistibility of God or like what he's he's doing to draw you to him
2: Um, I think, I mean, I think it goes kind of back to what I was saying earlier about like how, you know, when we lean into the love of Christ, like how that just drives us to, to change and become more like him. And like, I see that in this passage uh, where he's kind of having that, like, it's kind of this last thing before he goes to the cross. And he's, he doesn't sit there with those guys and be like, I'm God. So obey me, do everything I said, (laughs) you know? Um, He said, no, he basically, what he says is like, I love you. You've seen that. They hadn't seen anything yet because yeah. he hasn't gone to the cross. Yeah. But yeah. Like, he's like, you've seen that I love you, yeah. so, tr- like, so trust me. And it's like that I'm Aladdin sorry. scene. Yeah. Or like,
1: can we, can we quote a Disney movie in this? Are we allowed to do that? Go
0: off.
1: Di- well, I'm dis- not stopping I you. mean, I don't know. I feel like they're going to get flagged because we, we, we said something about Aladdin and Disney.
0: So.
1: Maybe sorry. if you start singing it. A whole new world. <laughs> now we're going to get flagged. <laughs> yeah. Take it down. That's it. Now it's done. <laughs> keep going. Keep
2: going. Um, I mean, that was, that was pretty much it. Like, the irresistibility of Jesus um, is that. It, again, it goes back, and we, we were trying to figure out what that means. Like, he has our best interests at heart. Like, I don't know, man. Like, there's something about the way that, that he calls us to live um, that, just, that just works. I don't know. Like, you, you, could, you could take over there. And
1: uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I think what you just said, though, of, like, if, if God, if the example of God that we have is Jesus— Uh, one, that throws a lot of ideas of what I think God could be into, like, a a frenzy. Because I'm like, wait, he could be human. Oh, wait, he could live on earth. Oh, wait, he could interact with humanity. Oh, wait, that's a lot of things that, like, I don't necessarily think square a lot of times as we think about God. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that was really interesting what you said, Ray, um, and I think just coming out of 2020 and, like, the chaos of the year, is what kind of leader of a group of people, like, will let himself be naked in front of them in order to serve them? Like, that to me is such a powerful image of God that says, I will, I will bear everything before you so that I can serve you. Not, I will bear everything before you so that you serve me. Not, I will bear everything before you so that we feel this, like, connect. But I will bear it so that I can actually step into the space where you have need, where you have reality, to, to walk with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's something so powerful about that, and we expect that from the best leaders that we have. Right. Yet, we often don't get it, <laughs> which is a whole other conversation. But uh, what do you think, Alan? What what are your thoughts?
0: Um, I think what's so irresistible about God is he's so countercultural. So what you were saying, like there's these characteristics we desire and expect of leaders, but we don't necessarily see. And now we're reading it in this book of this guy, Jesus, who claims he's the son of God. And um, that's what's so irresistible. It's like how, it's like there must be something different because if you look at the fruit of his labors or Um, the reactions and the actions taking place after these events, you see crazy change in people's lives. You see actual healings and it's like, man, this dude does not make sense, but he's he's got the receipts kind of thing. So that's that's like, okay, like I'm triggered. Like how can I know more? How can I feel this? How can I replicate this in like today's setting? Because we believe that the Bible is living, breathing today. So I think I'm getting hyped just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, I
1: love it. I love it. And, you know, we're going to talk more about that as we talk about, like, the mission of God and what he brings. I think for today's conversation, I think the big question that, like, I know we've we've wrestled with, but I'd invite you guys to wrestle with that are tuning in is, uh, is this, is um, what, where where is it in your life that you've seen God, like, show up in a way that surprised you? And, and what is your current picture of God? And do you even know where to go to get solutions or answers to that? We'd love to hear you you know, respond in the comments or even just shoot us a DM on our Instagram. We'd love to interact in that space to help walk with you, to help uncover kind of this God, this Jesus character that we're talking a little bit about today. And uh, invite you to join us back here next week for part two of our series on Let's Chat. So you guys have a good week.
0: Want to learn more about ethos and ways to get connected here? Check out the link in our bio or simply follow us on Instagram at ethos underscore ECC.